Hi, and welcome to the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp, and one of the founders of I'm Blake Consulting. Our goal is to share inspirational stories, tips, and insights from B2B marketers, digital entrepreneurs, and industry experts that will help you to think differently, succeed, and scale your business. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Christian Klepp. And today I am both thrilled and honored to welcome a guest into the show who is a true influencer in his own right. He's the winner of the 2019 B2B Innovator People's Choice Award, and his business, as well as the solutions they provide, give Fortune 500 companies a competitive edge for demand generation. So without further ado, Mr. Brian Geis, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks you, Christian. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, no, we're really thrilled to have you on the show. So let's just get this started and, uh, you know, just... Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what motivated you to start um, your company, True Influence, because there's definitely a great story there. Sure thing. So I um, appreciate that. And we've been uh, in business since 2008. I started it with R.K. Maniani, who is a, a good friend, um, who had a marketing automation uh, platform. He's our CTO now, um, in fact, over 12 years. And we had this dream of automating the Internet to become like an, a marketing automation for the entire world, right? So rather than using a, an automation system just for your just for your website, you were right. able to pull in signals from all over the world. That was the dream in the beginning, and uh, it's, it's actually happening today. So um, you know, we're we're a twelve year old company, about three hundred full time employees. Um, we're you know profitable for eight years in a row. We're uh, uh, privately funded. You know the, the company's doing fantastic, and uh, we're just we're, we're just we're proud of what we've done, and we're we're very uh, performance oriented, so we care a lot about our customers. We focus on that. So, uh, but that that's sort of the short story. And what a fantastic story, Brian. I mean, like, not every company can brag about like you know that they're that they're doing well and that they're profitable, especially under the current circumstances. That's not yeah. always given, right? No, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And if I if I understood you correctly, you were talking about automating the internet before that was actually a thing. Am I right to say that? Well, I think it is. I mean, it was. Um, you know, both our and I come from marketing automation chops, and, and yep. you know, we we grew up with Eloqua and Marketo, those kind of products, and Pardot, now Salesforce. And um, the idea was at the time, if, if we could if we could see. The footprints of the people all over the world and associate them to the topics of interest that they're actually looking uh, while they while they walk across the internet, if you will, um, and we could push that data into a marketing automation platform, uh, whereby they would then be nurtured. That would be interesting um, because a, a part of what a marketing automation does is it can see who's on my website by name, and it can tell you what their interests are. Right, that right. leads. So we, we've, we've actually done it for the world. So we can see uh, uh, people by company and by name who are interested in, in a series of uh, 7,000 or so topics that we have categorized within our database. And we're using data to drive leads, right? So yeah. uh, we can actually email the right person at the right time, which is what marketing automation is intended to be, right? Um, so yeah. we're not a replacement for Aliqua. We're an enhancement to it, um, and and, uh, and uh, we call that intent. You've probably heard that word. Um, 
we we created that and we, yeah. we, we you know we sort of invented that term and mm. it's stuck at this point okay well that you, you brought up a really interesting point about data which we're going to talk about later on um but brian you know you're you're in a very lucrative and continuously evolving space and you know as you as you've rightly uh, alluded to in the past couple of minutes um b2b marketing automation software and also um the business of providing customers with um I believe it was um, something you mentioned in a previous interview. It's qualified and accurate data. So talk to us about how you've seen this space evolve uh, since your company's inception. Yeah. Well, you know, data is always the, the, the genesis of pretty much everything that marketers do since the inception of the Internet, right? It's all about data and, and the quality yes. of the data is critical path. So, um, you know, we've figured out ways of triple checking the data for accuracy. In fact, I own the word triple check. I don't know if, <laughs> if, if that, I, I, we, we actually have trademarked that word right. uh, a bunch of years ago. And, mm. and it's so important to the core of our company to, to be mm -hmm. able to own that and to be able to do it properly. So sure. um, you know, when you get data from us, it's going to be you know 100%. And when you get a lead from us, which is simply data, it's a contact record. Uh, you know, here, call this guy. He's interested in your company, your product, your topic. Um, it has to be accurate. And so getting that to accuracy with millions of leads a year that we're providing is no small task. So it's a combination, really, of three yeah. things. It's social media. It's, uh, it's technology behind the scenes. And it's people that are actually triple checking uh, this information for accuracy. The, the key is our processes can do it immediately. So it's enabled, you know, if you if you order thousands of leads from us, we could do it overnight if you want us to do it that way, or we can set it up right. in a cadence where you get it over time. Um, so it's those those uh, uh, levers and buttons that, that marketers need to be able to get accurate data at the right time. Because let's say, Let's say you have five sales reps and another yeah. company has 500. Your appetite for leads is going to be quite different. So oh, you, yeah. have to, you have to be able to turn it on and turn it off at mm. the right times. We, we know exactly how to do that. We have developed technology that, that can do that. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that took a bunch of years you know, to figure out in the early days. Uh, now we're scaling. You know? I mean, we, mm. we started literally in a garage. And uh, my garage was in Bethesda, Maryland, and our case was in Bangalore, India. Okay. And, uh, and by the way, we didn't even meet, you know, for, for two years while we developed this system. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, we would talk over Skype at the time. That was the sure. preferred method. Yes. But we never we never met uh, physically for two years mm -hmm. until I visited India. We started creating revenue two or three years in. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, you know, all, all that is to say that that that. Data is key. Uh, mm -hmm. Quality data is absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And, and um, it's very hard to find. I mean, there's only yeah. a few companies that can even imagine to do this. You know, most data is about 50% inaccurate. You know, the, the phone number doesn't work or the, the email doesn't deliver. That's pretty common when you go to the big players, you know, mm -hmm. and, and those big players don't have the systems to be able to make them as accurate as we do. Um, and when I'm saying big players, you know, some of these guys are public companies. You, you yes. probably know who they are, Dun & Bradstreet, Zoom Info. Great companies, mm -hmm. but the, mm -hmm. the quality of the data isn't going to be there. That's why they're charging, you know, 25 cents for a, a contact record. And we're, for that same contact record, 
you know, we'll show the intent of that person. We'll show that that person is ready to be called, ready to be emailed, ready to be nurtured. And we're going to charge more for that, that kind of lead. So it's a, it's a different kind of data. It's all a contact record. But the, the mm-hmm. key is that the data that comes across um, is, you know, the phone number works, the email works, and the yes. person's interested, you know? Mm-hmm. The, whereas when you buy just pools of data from some of the suppliers, there's no interest there. It's raw data. And yes. half of the data is inaccurate to mm-hmm. boot. So that, yeah. that, that's what we came to find. And, the, you know, in 2009 and 10, when we started developing this, this was a big problem. I mean, at the mm. time, the only company that had email data actually with any accuracy was a company called Jigsaw. Right. I don't remember Jigsaw. Yes. They, yes, they, I do. they later, uh, Jim Fowler, who's a very great guy, he, mm-hmm. he, he was the CEO of that company. He later became Owler.com. You probably heard of Owler. And uh, yeah. he runs that business now. And that's another great business that he's, he's launched and doing great with. Um, uh, but Jigsaw had the data. They, they were the only guys that actually had the email addresses that it was some mm-hmm. level of accuracy. So yeah. we started the company with that data. I did a partnership with Jigsaw to mm-hmm. be able to bring their data in. And we rev shared uh, yeah. that to generate leads. And we were the only company at the time, and it was an original thinking idea, to use data to drive leads. Mm-hmm. Previously, it was done through opt-in emails, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and companies always opted in and then, you know, they would create a newsletter, you opt in. We, we, we changed the, co- the, the, uh, the, the process on its ear and it's able to scale because, mm. because if you can triple check and create quality, uh, uh, you know, you can scale that data with millions of records, right? Mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. pool is available, you know, if you can triple check it. Right. So so we have those processes in place. We've got hundreds of people working on it behind the scenes technology that we built. We spent a lot of money back into the company Mm -hmm. to develop this technology. And accuracy is quality and accuracy is the number one thing. That's the DNA of of our company. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. Secondly, um, talk about humble beginnings. And, you, you know, you were telling your story about. Um, you know, back in the day when you started the company. And thirdly, um, you know, the the points you brought up about data and how important it is to have qualified and accurate data. I mean, that totally resonates with me because um, in a previous life, I was a product manager and oh, we wow. spent we spent copious amounts of time cleaning the data before we were even able to analyze it. Yeah. So I, I, I totally hear where you're coming from. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's a constant, never-ending thing it's 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 not it's you know it it requires those three pillars that i was talking about yeah and most companies are just not willing to go through that you know um that are that are customers of ours and they rely on us to do that and right and uh, and and they need it at scale you know our our customers are companies like ibm and microsoft and cisco and staples and and KPMG and Capgemini, you know, the, these are the sure. type of companies that appreciate what we're doing because they need scale. They've got mm-hmm. lots and lots of salespeople that are looking for, a, you know, cadence and they're looking for yes. a nurturing stream that are timed. And we have the systems to be able to do that and keep up with their appetite, right? Um, so yeah. it's typ- typically, we, we do business with companies that are 50 million in revenue or higher. It's, Typical and th- those kind of companies really appreciate the quality 
um, and they understand the ROI of this, the, the savings of, yeah. of what you're going to get by using a company to do this on your behalf, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, so that's that's how we operate. Right. Right. Okay. So Brian, you know, we're we're not the start of 2021. Um, here comes the understatement of the year. We've just mm -hmm. come out of what has been a tumultuous year for the entire world. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk to us about some of the changes that you've made in your organization as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, the pandemic affected us dramatically yeah. in a very good way. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about that um, and then talk about certainly what we're doing to accelerate in 2021. But um, sure. in, in March, early March of of that year, my wife, uh, last year, my wife contracted, caught COVID-19. We didn't know what it was. I mean, it was- Sorry to hear that. Well, it, it's it, it's never fun to hear something like that. And she survived, yeah. obviously, but it was three weeks it, it took to, to heal her. And I'm sure mm -hmm. I was asymptomatic in that process, but we were sort of in the Petri dish of guinea pigs. You know, this is before mm -hmm. with the pandemic. Yeah, uh, but we were tested, and we found out that she definitely had it. That I, mm -hmm. you know, I had uh, that I was asymptomatic around it. Yes. So it was declared a pandemic, as you know, on March 11th. But mm -hmm. on March 27th, you know, there are two things I think people are very worried about in the mm -hmm. early days. One is, am I, I going to catch this disease? And the second, second thing yes. is, am I going to have a job because of the disease? Right. And so um, we we. Uh, 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 our leadership team decided to do a 90-day no-layoff policy. And I, I think that was the beginning of a change, an acceleration in the company. Now, of course, I didn't know what was going to happen. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Uh, or if the effects both health-wise and financially on the marketplace or us as a company. And we decided to do that because we could do it. We were able to do it. And of course, uh, it's history now that the company has done very well through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've hired, uh, you know, gosh, we're at three, a little over 300 people now. We hired 111 mm -hmm. people last year alone. Mm -hmm. um, so we're accelerating. Now, why is that? Well, because our customers see what we're doing, how we're doing it. They piled on with larger providers like us, and they expect us to, to keep up the pace with them. Uh, so there was a risk adverse uh, kind of program going on with a lot of our supply chain or a lot of our customer chain, I think mm -hmm. uh, but that helped us. And, you know, we, we did things like instead of doing company meetings on a quarterly basis, we did them weekly and we still do yeah. every yeah. week. We do a town hall meeting with the company. We, we, you know, I, I wrote a manifesto on how we're going to mm -hmm. operate during this time and after it's yes. on our careers page. We, you know, we amped up, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, you know, we paid holiday bonuses. we, did 401ks. We did a lot of things that were for the people mm. um, in the company to to accelerate their their dependence. I think and their their uh, uh, their feeling of trust really mm -hmm. with the company. Mm -hmm. That's so important to us, uh, to me personally, but then to us as a leadership team. And that's yeah. been very helpful. I think so. So these things happened, and uh, the customers rallied around us. Um, we were we were we were instrumental in causing at least twenty thousand um, uh, different people to secure their jobs by uh, my calling CEOs and asking them to pile on and do the same thing that we were doing. Right. We had a bunch of companies that said, "Sure, we'll do that," mm -hmm. and it was tens of thousands of jobs. I don't really know, 
Mm-hmm. And so today, you know, the smoke is clearing, and the vaccine yeah. is here, mm-hmm. and we see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. And all that's really good. So, so this year, you know, we're we're focused on, you know, not not so much the health people's health, although that's critical path and it's very yes. important. But yes. we're, we're we're looking at, you know, ex- accelerating uh, our quality of service and our learning. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, say in Q three, we decided to use LinkedIn Learning which I think is a great tool. It used to be called Linda. Do you remember Linda.com? Yes. They yes, bought Linda sorry. a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. So we subscribe to Linda slash LinkedIn mm-hmm. and we require all employees to self-learn through this portal. And yeah. it's been very, very powerful. You know, very yeah. powerful. The other thing that we did during the process and we're doing even now is we're piling into LinkedIn, right? Because LinkedIn is our, our pathway. LinkedIn and Twitter are the two places that marketers go to. And if you're not there, if you're listening to this, you need to establish a presence there. It's very important. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we have lots and lots of, uh, of, uh, of uh, posts going on and information. Mm -hmm. We we are a learning machine. There's two things, two things in in terms of DNA that I totally believe in quality and learning. Those Mm -hmm. are the two things that are going to carry you through. Now this learning, um, is doing these courses and they, my team of 300, they posted on LinkedIn what they're doing, how they're doing it. Um, and I mean, in fact, we're, we have a summit coming up. You, I think you probably, Christian, know about it. Yes. And all that's done through being promoted through LinkedIn because that's the portal to, to get the audience to understand what it is you're doing um, and how you're doing it. So uh, we've been, you know, we've been sort of pounding that drum uh, mm-hmm. for Quite a while, and the other interesting metric that that, that has helped us that our our followers on LinkedIn mm-hmm. has increased yeah. exponentially. I mean, we're we're ta- we, we now we just passed this week twenty four thousand followers, and we're wow. taking on like a thousand a week. Mm-hmm. So and, and it That's could amazing. go it could absolutely go higher. We started in pandemic in March at five thousand. Yeah, and, and we decided to pile on LinkedIn. Now we're at twenty four thousand. Your voice is becoming heard now. When that happens, and and we expect to get, you know, tens of thousands of more as quickly as we can, um, and we have plans, you know, to do that through really really good educational services, right? Telling people mm-hmm. what we do, how we do it, um, and trying to train them on what the thing, what these things are, and how they can appreciate it. Um, and, and so uh, it's been, it's been very good for us. I mean, the the pandemic is not good for all companies. In fact, we had a couple of customers. One was uh, a company called Trip Actions, who is a mm-hmm. wonderful company. I don't know if you know those guys. They're yeah. a beautiful company, really well run. Pandemic kind of hurt them a lot because they, mm-hmm. they do B2B travel services. Well, uh, they had to pivot. Yeah, the whole thing just kind of uh, stopped. They, they had to do a lot of things there. But, uh, you know, in to, to regroup in April. But, mm-hmm. but, I, but I think that that that's a very innovative company. They did a pivot into a different kind of software they already built, but focusing mm-hmm. on something a little different than travel plans. And uh, and they're doing, I believe they're doing okay now. But my point is, is that um, we had customers like that who were pretty large businesses that were dramatically affected uh, in a negative way. And, yeah. and fortunately for us, we're all digital. Everything yeah. we do is online. 
we've been using Zoom for years. Before that, we used Skype. It, we've right. never, you know, we were built for this. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, we have the hashtag on LinkedIn. We are built for this, <laughs> yeah. so, right? Because yeah. it, it, it just that's the way we 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 were we didn't change at all from a from a disconnection perspective. Like, oh my gosh, where's my office? You know, we've been at right. of offices forever. Yeah, uh, since the very 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 beginning, mm-hmm. um, and we've been encouraging companies all along to do that. I think there was a disbelief that it could be done at this level. You know, when you have, you know, millions, dozens of millions in revenue, mm. how do you, and hundreds of people, how do you orchestrate meetings properly? How do you exactly? You know, <laughs> how do you communicate? What, what, is that guy really working? You know, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, there's all these weird questions, but. But the fact is, we've seen and now we know that people actually work harder. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, people yeah. actually work harder when they can control their lifestyle. It's right. better. It's not worse. Yes. And it's not about controlling people. It's about unleashing them. And, yeah. and once the leash is broken, it's going to be very hard for a lot of these companies, I think, to come back in 2021. The light mm-hmm. is there. It's It's at the end of this long tunnel that we've all been waiting for. It's happening now. And over the next coming months, depending on how fast we can distribute the vaccine, mm-hmm. it's going to occur. So the question is, are we going to go back to these offices? That's a huge question. And yeah. I, I think that's one that people are really, a lot of companies are faced with. You know, the, the real mm-hmm. question when you think about that is, what's going to happen to the commercial real estate industry? Well, yeah, I've been asking that since uh, since April or May last year, right? So <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it is really something to think about, right? <laughs> I think it's a big deal. Um, sure is. but, but it, 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 you know, it'll all work itself through and, and, uh, you know, we're focused, most of our customers are in the tech world. Mm-hmm. I mentioned a few of them. We have lots of customers in the consulting services business, healthcare. Yeah. Um, you know, we have, we have data that can support financial services or mm-hmm. operation support, you know, in a variety of marketplaces, um, as opposed to other companies that do say opt-in, opt-in targeting. They're mm-hmm. stuck in a certain market, you know, whatever market they built their website around, they're going to be stuck in that market. And um, sure. we're not tethered like that. So mm-hmm. um, if you guys are listening and you're whoever's listening to this, if yeah. you have uh, a marketplace where you're struggling, I think every market struggles with lead generation, good quality. Indeed. But yeah. if you're in a market where you, you wonder where to go get leads, we probably can help you. Um, um it, it's not all markets, but most markets we can cover. And that causes a breadth and depth that, that uh, is, is wonderful uh, for a lot of different companies. So, yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, thanks for sharing that. Uh, you know, you, you brought up so many great points in the, in the past couple of minutes of this conversation. And uh, if I may say so, like what you guys did um, last year, I mean, for me is a case study in exceptional leadership and crisis management. Um, well, thank you. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it was really it was really something to to reengage with. The, you know, we're we're sort of just cruising, you know, like mm. we're, we're we were making it, you know, in March. Yeah, it changed everything because we moved into a daily. We were doing daily leadership meetings. You know, yeah. we had we had task force around everything from messaging to operation support to production mm. management, and I was going from one group to another. Yeah. Figuring out where the where the cracks in the armor are going to be, mm-hmm. and it was like this for months. Another thing we did, by the way, and this, I think this is yeah. a great thing, by the way, n- not that we did it, but that all companies should do it. 
mm-hmm. is a stress relief uh, yeah. uh, uh, program. So if yes. you go to our website, you'll see we talk a lot about stress release, stress mm-hmm. relief. But I did it. I did an email every single day, seven days a week, to wow. the company. Yeah. For about four months. Mm-hmm. And finally, I just said, "Oh my gosh, my fingers, my fingertips have calluses. I'm not going to do this anymore." Mm-hmm. And it was, it, but but it was, you know, it was fun, and it was it was sort of like just this is what I'm looking at. You should look at it too, kind of thing, to reduce yeah. the stress because we didn't know where this was going. Right. And now, my all the de- the, de- the department heads do it. Thank God, I'm I'm not. I don't have to do that every day anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was mm-hmm. like writing a blog every day. Boy, that's a oh lot. yeah. And I'm not yeah. that guy, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not the guy to do that, but, mm-hmm. but it was, but it, um, it did help a lot. And I think, mm-hmm. I think if, if now we do it weekly, we do it by the department heads. Yes. And I think that, I think employees really appreciate it. I really do yes. think they read them, they respond to them mm-hmm. they, and, and they don't get, they just don't get tired of reading them, you know, kind of thing. So, um, so we continue to do that. We're going to continue into 2021 mm-hmm. in doing that. Um, as a part of our DNA, so. Right. No, that's fantastic, that's fantastic. Hey, it's Christian Klepp here. We'll get back to the episode in a second, but first, is your brand struggling to cut through the noise? Are you trying to find more effective ways to reach your target audience and boost sales? Are you trying to pivot your business? If so, book a call with Einblick Consulting. Our experienced consultants will work with you to help your B2B business to succeed and scale. Go to www.imblake.co for more information. Let's uh, let's uh, switch gears and talk a little shop here. Um, so, in your professional opinion, um, what do you believe are some of the best practices in terms of B two B marketing, sales, and data integration that serve the modern marketer um, based on the requirements and terms? Yeah, you know, I I, I think. Um, the thing that people talk a lot about is this this acronym ABM. Yeah. And uh, you know, account-based marketing. We've been doing account-based marketing in B2B since 40 years, right? I mean, it's been going on a long time. Somehow it's been packaged by the analysts to be called ABM. And I think it's normal marketing, right? You you market to yeah. accounts. Within the accounts, there are people. Mm-hmm. People buy stuff, accounts don't. So, right. so you have to you have to nurture a set of accounts. And then you have to, within those accounts, are people. So we've developed an identity graph where we can see those people within those accounts. So a company will come to us and say, look, here's 500 accounts. This is what I'm going after. We've, we've developed the personas of the types of people. Here are the titles of the people we need to go after. We'll take that and we'll see what their activity as a company is on the internet. And then we'll show those people that have shown interest in the, these topics. Yeah, uh, you know, so mark again, marketing on the mission for the internet. That's best mm-hmm. practice. It's it's not about marketing to companies. Yes, of course we do that. Yes, um, it's about people because the companies actually don't buy things. The people I need to know who's doing it, right? So so um, yeah, we, we have this concept that we worked out with Forrester Serious Decisions a couple of years ago called buying groups. Now this is their words. Mm-hmm. Um, but a buying group are the people, you know, in B2B, it's rarely, especially at companies that are a little bit larger, that yeah. decisions are made by one person. It's made by a group of people called a buying group. Yeah. We can identify the buying group, how they're situated together and what their active interest is 
per for each person. And then we can we can we can um, uh, 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 nurture them by sending them emails based on their activity and interest. Right. Now that that is, I think, very interesting to customers because oh, yeah. ultimately you you know you've got the accounts, but the people really matter. So we're the first company in the business to business marketplace to develop mm-hmm. an identity graph that actually works, yeah. um, and it's a part of our Trimplins Marketing Cloud. Which you know we 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 launched to the public about six or so months ago, including the identity graph and the buying groups. You can see who they are. It's right there. It's like a blueprint. So, I think that's interesting, and I, I think it's best practice. And we're getting a we're getting a tremendous amount of um, activity around it, like from the analysts. They they yeah. they love the idea. Obviously, it's it takes them down the path of of uh, you know we're helping them promote their concepts. Obviously, and it's an obvious concept. It's, yeah. you know, so I think ABM, by the way, you know, that whole idea is a good idea, but it's been around a long time. And I think I think calling it that is going to go away. I think it's going to be it's going to work into something else. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just seems to me and it's been around for what, about three years. We've been talking about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's always a beginning, middle and an end to all these things. Before that, it was predictive analytics. You remember that? Yeah. Yes. You know, right. And there was a bunch of companies and they're all gone. It, yep. because, because not that it's not a great idea. It is. But mm-hmm. to do it and execute it properly is insanely difficult. And it's yeah. the same with ABM. It's insanely difficult if it's done mm-hmm. well. Anybody yeah. can do it and you can talk about it. But to do it well requires the mechanics to do it well and right. a certain way of thinking. So predictive analytics went by the wayside. I think I think ABM likely will too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't I don't I think that trend has sort of uh, you know it's sort of a repackaged uh, idea mm-hmm. around an old you know it's a, it's new packaging around an old idea, you know. Right. It just seems right. to me. Yeah. But um but you know that we'll see how we'll see how that goes. The analysts will figure that out. You know Forrester's down own serious decisions and uh, yeah. they you yeah. know they're sort of setting the pace now with pretty much everything b2b does and that's their job they're, they're exactly I, i've had long talks with laura ramos who mm-hmm. you know and uh, uh you know about she's the head of the uh, the uh, analyst team yeah. she we've talked a lot about this she she absolutely agrees with these concepts, I think. And, you know, you'll hear from her soon in our summit, which is coming up on January 21st. She'll mm-hmm. be one of the speakers there. And okay. likely, likely we'll talk about this, you know, mm-hmm. this advancement. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, what you've been, um, what you've been talking about these past couple of minutes, it almost seems like it's a, a nat- well, call it whatever you want, like a natural progression or, or a gradual evolution to a certain extent. It's an evolution is what it is. Yeah. You know, in, until now, you weren't be, you, you, the graphing wasn't available, right? Mm-hmm. You could see the company that was developed about three or four, three or maybe four years ago. We had a yeah. product called Insight Base, which mm-hmm. could categorize the companies to the you know and, and categorize the company to, to a topic, mm-hmm. and that w- that was difficult to do, yeah. and it's done. There's there's a, a a handful, even a bunch of companies that do it now. Yeah. And they're getting better and better, right? The data yes. gets better with 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 more work applied to it, and the the, the, the data dictionaries are getting much larger, right? Yeah. I mean, we have we have we have sixty million contact records in our database 
that are applied to intent, to the company intent and their personal activity through our identity graph. Yeah. So, and that's unique, right? That yes, that, it is. that is the unique selling proposition because, you know, the ability to get to the person at the right time is absolutely critical. It's yes. not about sending a bunch of emails. I mean, you can do that and people do that. It's really about sending the right email to the right person at the right time when that's they're it. actively interested and, they, and they'll become a response, right? They'll click right. through to learn more or whatever. Um, exactly. And that's what we've developed. And, you know, we're, we are, we are, we can do it for companies or they can buy it from us and they can do it themselves. We have something called intent base, which is a, a data feed. Uh, so that you can do some of this yourself if you have mm -hmm. the chops to be able to plug it into the back end. Um, you can definitely do that. And larger companies do that. Um, or, you know, you can have us do it for you. And we'll just give yep. you the contacts that, that that are the right people at the right time. Um, right. We can do that as well. So, mm -hmm. but I think we've evolved here. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, another interesting point around this very topic is that the consumer world, this, they're they're pretty far advanced compared to the business world. Yes, and they've already proven that the relevance engine, the intent, and the identity graphing works. Right? Mm -hmm. They they know it works. And there's a few companies that have developed this in the in the, in the past a few mm -hmm. years ago. We we were the first one this year to come out with it in business to business. Mm -hmm. So we had the advantage of being able to understand what the consumer companies were doing and how they were doing it. And that really raised us forward, I think. Um, yeah. you know, the concept was already developed. You can type in identity graph and it will tell you what it is and how it works. We didn't have that identity graph. We invented the ability to get to groups of people, to tie them together as buying groups, because it's, again, it's never an individual. It's a group of people with influence exactly. around yeah. this, this topic. That's what we've developed, right? So for yeah. the business world, that's how it works. Whereas with the consumer world, it's a person buying something, right? Mm -hmm. It's an individual contributor decision. Yes. And so that, that, that it's, it, it was a complication that we had to work out. It took us a couple of years to do it and we have it. So. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, so in your experience, like what barriers do you think there are that prevent sales and marketing from creating a smarter engagement? And how would intent data give them more and better results? Well, you know, I think, you know, arguably it, it, it's, it's really about, you know, it's about, th this is not for the faint of heart. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. you can't take intent data and just go plug it in and it works. It doesn't work that way. Even yeah. though we'd like to say it does, uh, mm. it a certain sophistication of marketing which we're happy to teach people how to do. We have a customer called Improvada. You can see right. them at improvada.com. They're, they're a few hundred million dollar, I believe they're public uh, healthcare company, and they sell software to, to, to healthcare providers. <clears throat> they took our data in in 2015. And with them, we're able to develop <clears throat> a, 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 a system that moves the needle for them. In other words, if you go to our website and look at their case study of the ROI, yeah. it was tremendous. I mean, they were able to plug this in and 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 change the the return of the ultimate opportunities in Salesforce mm -hmm. uh, pretty quickly. Um, but it does it took two these two ladies some time, you know, months of time in testing and measurement 
So yeah. we know how to do that. They work very specifically with our team to learn how to do this. And we learn from them as well. These are great yeah. marketers. Um, and they were able to get to goal to prove the ROI to the CEO, right? Mm. Which ultimately wow. you have to do. You have yes. to do. So, but we have those formulas. We can tell you how to do that. Mm -hmm. So it, it's the barrier to entry really is the sophistication of the marketer to, to create, to, to understand the concept and apply it to actual a practice that that's that's sort of the that's sort of the the challenge <clears throat> and then you get some providers that their data just isn't very good and it's not mm -hmm. pr producing very much results yeah. and that of course slows people down right yeah. if you buy dirty data you're going to get not much result right so, yeah that that's how it works but i encourage people to go to our website mm -hmm. look at our case study page and improvata case study will be there and i can't explain it honestly like they do but it's mm -hmm. very, very impressive in just a few minutes, but they'll give you their story. And we have case studies from other companies too, but they stand out because I think without those two ladies and without their sophistication coming in and their ability to do this, right, to think through mm -hmm. it and map it to their process, um, that's what intent is able to do. It's like a filtering system, right? So, mm -hmm. it, you know, and you have to be able to say, okay, when, when this person reaches this, this, this uh, level of intent, it's yes. now time to call them or it's now time to email them. Right. So it's like a scoring system inside of Marketo or Eloqua. A sophisticated marketer can set that up beautifully. An unsophisticated marketer can't. Yeah. And uh, I think at this stage, you know, it took years and years for marketers to figure out scoring. I mean, there was a time in 2010, 12, when nobody used scoring. It was a concept, yeah. you know, That's right. Eloqua had it, but nobody used it, you know. <laughs> and and, 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 uh, and I, I think they are using it. I think there are scoring systems and I think mm -hmm. they're, they, we've evolved. That's a great word to, I think, yeah. into using scoring and intent is evolving as well. I mean, we've got mm -hmm. lots of customers using it. There are other companies that also are out there, you know, uh, uh, that, that are using it, you know, that, that are collecting the data. Um, the key is though, how do you get to the person? I think, right. I think that's ultimately what we all want. You yes. know, lead is a person. So we got to get to that person and the groups of people, the buying groups. Um, so I think, I think as I think marketers, as they study intent, and it's a big deal. I mean, you know, as you may know, it probably mm -hmm. is the number one area that people are learning about. <clears throat> and it's likely why our followers are, you know, our followers on LinkedIn are getting so, uh, uh, you know, we're bringing on so many each month because they just mm -hmm. want to learn. You know, they're yeah. very interested in learning about the topic. How do I use this thing? You know, what's the available, uh, you know, what does it cost? What, what, you know, what do I measure? What do I don't measure? Mm -hmm. uh, how do I measure it? You know, mm -hmm. so we know those things. And if you come to us, we'll, we're happy to share with you this information. Um, and, uh, you know, we can, we can have you use our back end again, or you can do it yourself, however you want to do it. I mean, I, I, I was talking with the head of data at SAP. Yeah. Not long ago, and he's he's like, look, look at this app that we developed on my. He's showing me his iPhone, and mm -hmm. he's like, look at this great app that we developed on the iPhone, mm -hmm. and it was an app that that showed the intent of of customers, mm -hmm. um, or of, of companies. I'm sorry, not of customers. Yeah. Com uh, yeah, companies mm -hmm. of companies, and and he had the metrics set up so so that a a salesperson could download this thing on their iPhone and be on the road and be able to see it. And um, it, it was it had engagement metrics, you know, on it. So it was a well-built application that used intent data. We have another customer 
that uh, uses it for employee information, you know, yeah. where they say, look, uh, you know, we've got 150,000 employees. I want to see what they're doing. And mm -hmm. you, you can see what everybody's doing and their level of it's not about spying on people, by the way. Don't go no. there. It's yeah. not creepy. Yeah. But yeah. but you, you can you can see what what they're interested in as a person within a company. So you can train them if you're HR a certain way. You can bring them if they're if they're out looking for the topic of cloud computing, you may want to teach them about that, right? Right. So, so it can be used in a variety of ways. We have hedge fund companies using a using a, a, us to show what you know what Dell's interested in. You know what yeah. kind of things that they're moving toward, so yes. they can if they can if they can get that information, they can, you know, predictably not predictably, but they can they can factually mm. see, see what's about to happen. Because Sounds you know, good. I always say this: we're we're not predicting anything. That's not what we're yeah. about. We're really we're like the six o'clock news, Christian. <laughs> you know, we're 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 like Walter Cronkite, right? right. Remember years and years ago, that probably yeah. really related to that, but. But Walter Cronkite, when he came to the market and he would tell his story at six o'clock or the stories of our, 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 our United States, it was truthful and, mm -hmm. and it was factual. That's mm -hmm. what we do. That's how that's how our data is used. It's not predicting what could happen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that was predictive analytics. That's likely why it didn't work. It, it's mm -hmm. you know, you can try to predict and develop models. You can do that with our data. But that's your job if you want to do that. Really, what we're telling you is what's happening over the last six months of time, and so you can you can build your own models, right? So, so anyway, but that's how it works. I mean, uh, we're excited about it. It's a it's a learning space. It's a it's a space that marketers, you know, uh, have great stories around. It's mm -hmm. you know we're sort of at the the end of the beginning. I you know it's a beginning, middle, and end to everything. Sure. We're sort of at the end of the beginning. People are really learning. There's a bunch of people that know about it, um, and we're not. It's not in the mainstream quite yet. For so for those salespeople and those marketers hmm. that want to go to the next level, this is a great place to be. You know, in yeah. the middle of intent, because yeah. it it's going to fuel <clears throat> a variety of different systems, not just sales leads or marketing leads, but it'll fuel an entire company. You know, to do a variety of different applications. Exactly. And it's it's something that you've alluded to in the past couple of minutes. I mean, you know, these the, not just the technology, but the processes and systems. I mean, this is all part of that evolution. You know, it's going back to that whole uh, concept of or, or the aim of creating smarter engagement and helping people to make smarter uh, and informed decisions that will eventually, we all hope, uh, yield better results. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Okay. Right. So. How and when do you think marketing and sales, that age-old conflict, um, when do you think that they should be using a single point of or a single view of the customer to segment, personalize, connect, and close deals? Well, I mean, we do that. I mean, we we, uh, use, we use Salesforce as our, our engine, right? We mm -hmm. use, yes. We use our, our marketing cloud to fuel it. Mm -hmm. um, on the back end, we use, for example, Marketo as our yeah. marketing automation. But that Marketo is is uh, we only use it for for high powered nurturing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're using the TIMC True Influence Marketing Cloud uh, for the gathering of of top end data for for the fueling of Marketo and and then ultimately the fueling of of Salesforce. So we're mm -hmm. we're really at the high end. 
of the food chain. In other words, right. um, you know, we're, we're the, at the top of the stack, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, by the way, I, I see some marketers, which is unfortunate, they'll take this data and they'll give it to sales and it's really not for use by sales. It's intended to be nurtured. So these mm -hmm. are the kind of leads that you bring in, you know, if somebody's interested in a category, a company, what are you going to do with that? Well, you're going to send those type of topics, those kind of emails to that company. Right. Now with us, you can see it's this person and it's this buying group. So now I'm nurturing those people, but you're not calling them, not yet, because they, you know, the, the, the creation of, in, you're familiar with the inbound versus outbound marketing, right? Yes. That HubSpot, you know, touts uh, yeah. so, so much, you know, this can create that inbound action to occur, right? Because you, you know, they're interested, you know, they're out yeah. there doing research, you start nurturing them with Marketo or with, with Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Suddenly now you're on you're on their um, radar screen, but if you mm -hmm. call them, it's it's probably not going to turn out very well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's that's creepy, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Probably <laughs> not. And it, it's the same thing with marketing automation, you know. So yeah. we we advise people not to use us that way, and um, and I think larger companies, you know, companies of which I've mentioned in the past mm -hmm. in this interview. You know, they understand these things and they're willing to make the time and investment. Not that it's terribly expensive, but they're willing mm -hmm. to plug it in at the right place. Yes. They have the sophistication to understand that, right? Right. Um, you know, and, and the, the hedge fund, they're using it as, a, as an analysis tool. They're, they're mm -hmm. using it as an analytics engine, right? They're yeah. not calling people as a result of it. But there's, they can see that, you know, Dell is interested in these topics, therefore, uh, this could happen, and if that ha you know, gives them that predictive idea, if that happens, that would be good for the company. And if it doesn't, yeah. you know, if if you see a lot of the people at Dell are, are going to Indeed.com, you know, there's probably a problem, right? Mm. Right. <laughs> so yes. you, you know, <laughs> you know, there's something going on that you probably shouldn't invest in. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> so it, it's you know you, you have to. Um, you know, any unfair advantage you can get that's legal, you should go after. And this is definitely one yeah. of the unfair advantages that more and more people are taking advantage of uh, mm. because it absolutely does work. Right. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, that, that, that's what we're doing. Um, mm. That's how the, that's how the market has helped us. Yeah. No, that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few commonly held beliefs and, that goes for every, uh, you know, any area of discipline, any area of expertise, and yours is clearly no exception. So talk to us about one commonly held belief or conventional wisdom um, that you strongly disagree with and why. <laughs> you know, uh, there's probably a lot of things. <laughs> the one just that comes one. to mind, I, <laughs> I just got out of a meeting with uh, HR. And, yeah. And... Uh, there's a commonly helpful, and by the way, we have 50 open positions. So if you know anybody, go to okay. our website and apply. Just, sure. just tell them, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we are hiring pretty fast right now. Okay. So, um, but there's a commonly held belief that you hire resumes. And I, I it, it, you know, we're looking for people to experience in the role. And I, 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 I vehemently, I disagree with that. I, mm. I think. I think if you hire somebody with a positive mental attitude, number one, yeah, and they, and and, uh, and and somebody that's intelligent, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and somebody that's ambitious. Yeah. If you can find that combination of those three things, you've got a solid citizen there. Oh, yeah. Now, now if you can find experience, that's good, you know, mm-hmm. and they're going to make more money as a result. Mm-hmm. But but I, I don't think that's the first thing you should look at at all. In fact, mm-hmm. we've proven that out many times here at True Inputs, yeah. um, that it's probably not the best thing to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we do do uh, uh, assessments, if you will. Yes. Uh, sure. you know, that when we bring people in mm-hmm. to see if they're actually this way, you know, or if they're the right fit, if they're the right fit for that role, you know, we have role-based assessments and we're looking for these three things. So if they come, you can't hide, you know, it's yes. it, we're going to, we're going to be able to see these things. Um, and we're pretty good at that. So mm-hmm. we're, we're, that helps companies scale, but yeah. hiring, you know, small, very small companies can hire a resume and probably get away with it. Maybe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But as you scale into a larger business, the experience is much less interesting. Mm-hmm. And the attitude is the number one thing. It, it is the number one thing, Absolutely. especially when you're dealing with things like COVID. There'll yeah. always be something, you know, there'll mm-hmm. always be that thing that you're rattling. that's rattling the door, rattling your cage that mm-hmm. that is difficult to do business with as a company. You know, there's always something. Yeah. Now, this one, this something was much larger than any other something by far. Yeah, no I, kidding. I do get that, but but uh, if you focus on those things, that that's that's one distinction that I think that we've we've been able to push forward very well in the company, mm-hmm. uh, and we, we are backing it up with systems to admire these three things. Mm-hmm. Right? We have a me- we started a mentoring program last year. Well, that mm-hmm. helps with ambition. You know, absolutely. We, we started a learning program, you know, yeah. and, and that that helps with with positive mental attitude. Learners mm-hmm. or t- people that are very interested in learning typically are much more successful. They're much more ambitious and they're just easier to do business with, you know, honestly. Yeah. Um, and and we've had a couple of our people leave, you know, recently to start their own businesses and they mm-hmm. should do that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think everybody should have a, a, should be ready to, to do that. Those are the kind of ambitious people we're looking for. Um, yeah. So I, I think, and you asked me at this runtime, I was just came out of a meeting where we were talking about that. But okay. I, I, I think there's a lot of things, honestly, Christian, that, yeah. that people do. You, you know, I was in a meeting a, a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. somebody said to me, well, it's the way it's always been done. Like this is oh, yeah. we've all, we've been doing it this way for ten years. I'm like, yeah, oh, here we go. that's completely <laughs> what you shouldn't say. The seven right. words that will kill a company or any kind of organization—it's the way it's always been done. And so, you, you, you know, I'm constantly looking for uh, ways to challenge the company to not yeah. do that. Right? Yeah. That's that might be how the government works, but right. that's not how a good, healthy commercial business is going to work. Right. Uh, you have to, right. you know, you have to challenge the norm. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, we, we started during pandemic and we continue uh, weekly messaging uh, mm-hmm. task force meetings. Mm-hmm. So I've selected people from all over the company. There's nine of us that meet once a week. And we talk about how to message these topics out to mm-hmm. our employees internally and out to the world externally. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a group that's it's a lot of fun, you know, to be with these guys. And they, it's a very innovative conversation mm-hmm. where everybody's kind of equal and can, can come in and mm-hmm. say their piece. And this is from right. all levels of the company. And it works for us, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I frankly have never been in a company or seen a company that does that sort of thing. 
you yeah. know yeah yeah you know it's uh but innovation should be rewarded and yeah. uh so we're trying we're really trying to figure out ways to do that you know yeah. in fact our company meeting is tomorrow <clears throat> we're giving away uh 10 awards eight or 10 awards to some of our best people and we're doing nice. a lot of promotions and and stuff like that. It's all virtual and it's going to be three hours. We probably spent 40 man hours planning this meeting um, at least. And it's a three hour meeting, probably a hundred. I don't even know, but mm. teams of people coming together to make sure this is the best experience for them. Right. Mm. Mm. And, 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 and this is something that we do that's different. You know, yeah. we go into any meeting, any meeting, our attitude is education and motivation. And, and they're equal things. So, yeah. so the objective is to educate one another, right, in the meeting, which is pretty normal. Yeah. But how do I yes. motivate you? How do I get you to 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 feel better about you than you did yourself? You know, how do I make you feel better about yourself when you're with me? Mm-hmm. Right. And and yeah. if you get a person to say, "I feel better about me when I'm with you." That's a very powerful statement. And that's what I want all of our people to be able to do. And I want our salespeople to be able to do that with customers. I'd be the best sales force on the planet, at least the best one I've seen in 12 years. And Mm -hmm. and these guys are artists of that. And that's really, really important. Customers want that. Everybody wants it, right? Right. That's who you want to do business with. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, First of all, that is such a powerful mindset. And it's also at the same time, really inspiring. And, and while we're on the topic of being inspiring, you guys have been working tirelessly on this um, upcoming summit um, that's being hosted on January the 21st, I believe it is, um, around the topic of accelerating revenue in uncertain times. And I think you've got to strike through under the un. In uncertain yes, right. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about that and why this topic is so relevant to everyone in B2B and where people can go to register for that. Yeah, I, I think there's still a lot of things that are uncertain in the world, but mm-hmm. we, 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 we here at True Influence are certain. We're a very well-planned company. We spend a lot of time planning things, including this summit coming up. We've got speakers. And it's, as you said, January 21st, we have speakers from Open Text and Salesforce and Forrester mm-hmm. Um, and Honeywell. And these are the heads of groups in the marketing area, the sales area, mm. uh, that are coming to talk about it, talk about what they do. Now, there will be no presentations from True Influence telling product presentations or anything like that. Those are so right. boring. Mm. This is a discussion amongst <laughs> peers that where where they're going to be interviewed, you know, by professional interviewers to figure out what they're doing, because the customer says it the best. Right. We can talk about it as TI all yes. day long, but it's best when they tell you what they're doing and how they're doing it. So right. there's some panel discussions. There's some uh, uh, fireside chats. You know, mm-hmm. I know our CMO is talking to Mar Ramos from Forrester for a few minutes. And then Brian Solis is going to be there from Salesforce, who's their I don't know what Brian's title is, but he's a remarkable guy. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's like an evangelist, you know, kind of right. things. talk about what they're doing with our products and services. And then, of course, the exciting part is that we have that comedian, Howie Mandel, is going to come in at, at uh, uh, I'm not sure when he's coming, honestly. I think mm-hmm. he's going to drop in yeah. a few times because he's a very, very, very spontaneous guy, very cool guy. Okay. And then he's going to do the keynote as well at the end. And people hmm. will be able to ask him questions virtually. Now, hmm. he, th- for me, 
I'm a technologist. So some, yeah. all that's great, but we're able to find a platform that's actually three-dimensional. Okay. So, so you should come just to see that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what this company has done with their technology to show off a Zoom call. It's not it's not flat screen like we do when we use Zoom. It's actually three dimensional. It's wow. very cool. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've hired a, a professional commentator from a program called Meet the Boss. You remember that TV mm-hmm. show, Meet the Boss? Yep. So we've hired that team to come in and do this for us. So it's going to be a really good, great show. And uh, and I think we've got some very interesting topics to cover around lead generation, around mm-hmm. data, around how sales and marketing use this information, around how to build apps that would be of interest to your company. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and if nothing else, let, let's laugh, right? I mean, yeah. you know, these these seminars that people, that people do, they're so boring. <laughs> and, and they're just so boring. I mean, they're good people. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, but the topics are so dry, you know? Yeah. So how do you keep your eyes open? Well, Howie's going to help us do that. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you coming, you know, to help us with that. Fantastic. That sounds like an action-packed afternoon. So uh, folks, if you haven't registered already, please uh, go and register for Accelerating Revenue in Uncertain Times. Yeah, taking place on January twenty first, and I think um, where, where do they go to register, Brian? You can just go to our website. It's right on. I'm looking at our homepage. It's they they have it up on the homepage. Click the registration button, fill Correct. in the information, blah blah blah. And and, off you and, go. Uh, yeah, and off you go. Yeah. Fantastic, Brian. Um, this has been such an amazing session. Um, thanks so much again for coming on and sharing. Uh, what's the best way for people out there to connect with you? LinkedIn. Perfect. Okay, best way to do it is just come in, connect. I I accept the you, you know I'm I'm happy to LinkedIn with you. That's the best way to start a conversation. Fantastic, Brian. Um, you know, again, this session has been extremely um informative, uh, thought provoking. Um, really appreciate you coming on, and uh, all the best for the upcoming summit. And please continue to stay safe. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the time. All right, thanks. Bye for now. All right. Take care, Christian. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the B2B Marketers on a Mission podcast. To learn more about what we do here at Einblick, please visit our website at www.einblick.co and be sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player.